This presentation is from Managing Design 2016, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Um, so I'd like to introduce Naomi. Uh, she's from NAB Labs, uh, and she's going to tell us all about how they get work done um, in a big bank. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for Beth um, setting an amazingly high standard. Where did she go? Hiding over there. <laughs> Excellent. So um, nothing I can do can compare to that. So that is in a way good because now your expectations are set much lower and we can um, still surprise and delight. So I'm here today to talk about uh, creating the internal agency, um, which is an I realize I missed the question mark at the end in brackets, like, is this actually achievable to have the best of both worlds? I work in NAB Labs, which is um, NAB's innovation hub, so we focus on customer-centered design, customer-centered innovation, um, and trying to transform quite a bit of what the business and what the bank does, um, which is quite a large ask, and uh, it's gone through quite a bit of growth over the last year um, when I joined. Um, so this is... a uh, talk about what has happened in the last year, so the discoveries that I've made, the discoveries I think that NAB and, and Labs itself has made, three key areas. One is around um, the role of our team, the human-centered design team in Labs and beyond. Uh, another one around the work we do and how we manage that. And the third is the all-consuming design integrity. Um, and uh, the, um, the airplane, well, the Lego rocket ship, I've been told it's not an airplane, and I do know that, uh, is because I did build the slide deck um, on the couch with a four-year-old sitting next to me and saying, can I use the computer? So um, I managed to hold that at bay with some uh, strategic uh, compromises along the way. So a bit about me and my background in a nutshell is that I'm all about the variety. Uh, I've worked um, never client-side until the last 12 months. So I've worked um, IT, agency, consulting, um, for you know, the usual shopping list of Australian clients. Um, and I swore I'd never go client-side because nothing could ever be interesting enough to really offer me the variety. And I thought, I don't want to go somewhere and just quit after a few months. But I went to NAB Labs because of, um, because of the focus on customer research, which I have a particular passion for, and, and also innovation. And so I took on the role of uh, human-centered design practice manager, which I very naively thought would be similar to the kinds of pieces of work that come in consulting side, which is straightforward, um, clear start and end dates. Everything would be quite slow. We'd probably wear white coats, and we don't. We wear red aprons, which is really not okay, but we're working on that. Um, and, yeah, the client side would be slow and methodical. And, of course, found that this was absolutely not the case um, and that the role was actually uh, quite varied with many different hats to wear um, constantly. And a bit of the background as, as to why this is, when I joined Labs, uh, like I say, about a year ago, um, I joined a team which, when I actually interviewed, was the CX team, and it was sitting in the business. And Labs had been around for about um, seven, eight months, and they realized that to do the amount of work that Labs needed to achieve, the, um, the CX team was going to join Labs and, um, and grow dramatically, uh, which we did over six months some of those words may be a little hard to read, but basically it's all about the fact that we hire designers from every possible walk of, walk of life. Um, lots, of, uh, lots of variety quite intentionally. 
And that in itself is, is quite an interesting story, but uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, the other key thing um, was about the changing environment of labs. There had been a consulting firm that had helped set it up and done some of the first pieces of work. And when we joined, um, the consulting team was moving on. So everybody was proudly saying, we're ready to stand on our own two feet. Um, so we're going to do everything. We're going to tackle it, which was actually quite a, um, a bold step, talking about risk-taking. Uh, it, it was a big move. And also that everything was an experiment. It's labs. It's experimental. We can do whatever we want. So if anybody had an idea of how to do something better, and we did just have 25 people join the team with lots of different ideas, uh, it was very open which was quite a, uh, I think, a cultural change for NAB right there in that moment. So to return to those three um, topics and the changes that I saw, one is the role of design, which is that, uh, above all, I think of us almost as tour guides. So design already existed, CX research, UX design. There's an entire UX team already in NAB. The CX team, the research team, had existed for um, quite a few years. People were familiar with it. Uh, but as we grew so much, and as Labs has quite a bit of prominence in the organization, and it's quite visible, um, all of a sudden there were a lot more connections being made across the business uh, with customers, um, finding similarities in what the business was doing and finding those opportunities to, to bring the business together as well. So our role is both to do design, but then to also find those relationships that the people in the business who may be saying, can I please have design because you know, we should, and customers are at the heart of everything we do, our role then becomes to translate that into actual meaningful action for the teams and for the, the parts of the business, which means then that we become designers on call at any time, um, which is wonderful, actually. It's a really big change from agency side, which is that we don't leave our clients. We don't reach the end of a project and then go back into the office and possibly go to a new client. Uh, we're there for all time, um, and the client is as well. So that means that projects are much more fluid. They don't really have start and end dates. Um, the experiments in labs do, but even those have a trickle-on effect as well. So we become experts as well in the business areas over time. We build that knowledge. Uh, and the challenging part is about the long tail of work that we have as well. So every designer having a few pieces of work that they've already done, and then those just continuing over time, the conversations continuing which leads to the next topic, which is around um, the work. So how we manage the work is, uh, is still a work in progress, I'd say. Um, when I joined labs, it was quite small in a way. There were uh, about five or six experiments we'd kick off. We'd tackle them at the same time. We'd deliver them proudly, and then we'd move on to the next batch. Um, and that changed within about four months to uh, just about the opposite. Work came in from every possible angle. Uh, labs was big and known, and we had a re reputation for being agile, which, as we all know, means you deliver fast, um, immediately, and it's great, and then you just iterate forever. So they thought, <laughs> we'll go live, version one, let's just do it, and it's an MVP, so it doesn't matter, but it'll have everything, right? It's a prototype that will be fully functioning. And so this kind of confusion um, created great demand, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful problem to have. Uh, and at the same time, we were also um, working to uplift the capability of human-centered design in the business. So we've got, I think, something around 40,000 people. Um, and when we have teams and labs, people come in from the business, join us, work with us, and uh, we send them back out, which is great, but there's a limited number of people we can do that with. So part of the work 
um, part of the pipeline management we need to do is also about finding the best ways for our team um, to have a maximum impact out in the business. So um, to that point around structure, Beth, it's, it's really true that there's a certain amount of structure we had to bring in, and a lot of that um, consulting and agency mindset around having a clear pipeline and understanding what's coming next and why uh, is still really important and something that um, I've, you know, we, we've introduced into labs. Uh, and it's just that the pipeline looks slightly different and the kind of work we select and the reason why we don't select. We, of course, do everything. Um, but how we prioritize, let's say, um, is driven by similar motives around having the best impact and building the best relationships. So trying to understand the work that comes in then becomes also uh, really quite important. And we don't have BDMs or directors, the people who usually sort out all those fine details and then deliver a piece of work to a designer in agency land and say, good luck, I'm sure this is as much time as you'll need. So we actually get to be more involved in those conversations uh, which is, again, quite an excellent change, and it speaks to that sort of long tail of work and that, those ongoing conversations with the client. It means we actually uh, push for a bit more strat- strategy in the thinking because, of course, the requests that come in from the business, maybe they know they need to put the customer at the center of what they do, and the way to do that is research. So can we do some customer research for them? Um, when the reality is thinking longer term about the success of the work that they're doing, the project, the program of work, what is it around the customer needs that we can uncover at the best possible times? How can we work with them? And then again, how can we actually uplift their capabilities so they don't feel like they have to come to us to understand the customer, but they can actually do that themselves? Um, and just to be clear, it's, it's not as if it's, it's all rosy. These are not literal examples, but um, sometimes they cut a little close to the to the bone. Um, there were same requests that we have on consulting and agency sides, the same sorts of things that happen now. Um, like I say, it's sort of driven by Labs' reputation and you know, the idea that we're going to be innovative and we can tackle anything. And because we're agile, we can really you know, pivot on a moment's notice. And the terminology comes thick and fast, but the reality is we can be brought in um, when we feel it's, it's almost too late. But the great thing is that our design team and our designers um, are absolutely fanatical and, and determined to find a way forward. So the business will come with a challenge of, you know, we've selected the platform, and can you make sure the customers like it? That sort of challenge. And um, the, uh, again, because we don't have those limitations on time and cost so much, we're able to actually find the best possible way forward to do that, which then leads to that final point around design integrity, which is what our designers bring. And I, I can't emphasize that enough that... Um, the, uh, that fanaticism that they have, um, that our team has around being, doing the best design, not solely for design. And this was something, to be honest, I was a little concerned about, that we were going to have designers who said, I want to surprise and delight all the time, um, which is great, but maybe the customers, um, like Alistair said about, you don't always want a little you know, explosion of fireworks. And banking, you know, you don't always need fireworks in banking. You actually just need the transfer to work and... Um, that can be innovation in itself sometimes, I think, for some banks. So, um, sorry, that was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Don't tell them I said that. So our perspective is about um, doing the best possible design for our customers. And I've seen that play out in some really excellent ways in the team. Um, One designer uh, found that we were asking some types of customers uh, questions that seemed to make no sense in one of the application forms. Um, And when he asked, he was told, uh, I think it was financial risk, Um, said it was absolutely necessary because of regulatory requirements. 
And so he said, well, what are the regulatory requirements? And it started to sort of get passed around. There wasn't really any clear regulatory requirements, but what there was was somebody who had made a decision because they thought it's just too risky not to ask these questions. And he was able to push that through to find a better way to do that, to do it later on down the progress process when it was a bit more relevant and to actually make the application experience a lot smoother and a lot nicer. And, um, and that has now flowed through to, to other applications as well for some, some other products. And that was just determination. And it's kind of boring just to, you know, some fields on a form, but he was absolutely spot on. So our design team keeps us honest. And um, I really like Alistair as well, the the umbrella motif, because I think that we sort of, the, the role of management is to be a bit of a buffer, to create the space for the team to do that work, um, and that the structure that we bring is the appropriate amount of structure, because we don't want to be saying design must follow a structure. Um, it's rather that the pipeline management and the demand management and figuring out who's doing which speaking engagement and who's on that project next week and how are we going to staff this is quite um, it, you know, it, it's the admin of management, uh, but without it, the whole thing will fall apart. And we'll be asking designers to figure out how much time they need to do a task and whether that's in budget and then how they're going to resource it. And whenever we get to that point, you know, designers don't go, wow, that's exactly my skill set and that's where I want to grow. They want to be free to actually do the work and to have that, um, that space to actually think and design. Um, and it's funny because just yesterday I was sitting down with somebody who uh, I work with and, and they said that they think that managers should be the most junior people in the team because it's just admin. And it's not leadership. Like, that's leadership and that's management. And he turned to me and he's like, so is that what you're doing? You're doing spreadsheets. And I was like, well, apparently nobody else can because it actually is obviously more than just admin. And the tasks that we do, I think, have a really important role to allow the right work to happen. So the decisions that we make at that management layer have to be directly informed by what our designers see coming and what they think is appropriate. So we ourselves are connectors between the business and those requests for work, between labs management and the direction we're heading in, and then the human-centered design, which, you know, as at Innovation Hub, we are customer-led, we are customer-focused. So we need to hold that at the core. So, in summary, what, what is the best of both worlds? Uh, for a start, the relationships we have with our internal clients um, far surpass anything I'd experienced on consulting or agency side. The ability to drive those relationships ourselves as designers. Um, and then the planning rigor that we brought in, I think, is really crucial. And like I say, without that, I think labs would have become quite chaotic and not in a good way. But then the variety and the demand, the variety of work and the amount that, um, of work that comes in, uh, it's kind of universal, of course. A team of good designers is never going to be bored. It appears to be the truth. Wherever we are, um, we're always going to be in demand, which is great. So we, we talk about the three lenses at labs when we look at the, the work that we have um, and the work that we're delivering. It's got to be uh, financially viable. It's got to be technically feasible and desirable to the customers. Um, and that works and, uh, on both the small scale and the larger scale of the work that comes in and what we're trying to achieve. Uh, but the final part is around that sustainability. Like I say, there could be quite a bit of chaos in a team our size with the remit that we have working both in the business and in labs to actually be sustainable. We've got to create an environment and an operating rhythm that allows our designers to, to do that best possible work that they can and to also grow. And that, for me, is, I think, the, the biggest challenge we have coming up in the next probably 12 to 24 months is around taking what we have and creating something genuinely sustainable over time. Thank you. So.
We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Managing Design 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.